She hates chewing. Would hate what? The sound of you chewing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Candy, this one's for you. <laughs> um, alrighty. So, today we have Scarlet Red, actress, longtime friend, dancer. That's me. Trying to be a dancer um, on the weekends. Um, artist. Thank you. Substitute teacher. Substitute teacher. Probably your substitute teacher. Me or are you talking to an audience or? I'm talking to the greater you, your, you know, like the people of the universe, the children of the universe. Have you done any dancing lately? I feel like I've forgotten. Actually, it's funny that you mention that because I'm <laughs> going to audition for this dance team called LA City Municipal Dance Squad and they perform halftime routines at like <laughs> women's community basketball games nice <laughs> and so um i like follow them on instagram and they're really cool and they do like really like quirky dances like it's not they like say that they're not about like technique and like being the best dancer you could be like it's way more about like personality and like yeah. the comedy that you bring to the routine because all the dances are really comical so i'm gonna audition for that like in two weekends now Hopefully that, I could use a hobby. Yeah. I'm always trying to pick up new hobbies. Well, when I said dancer, I immediately thought of uh, the dance that you did for the talent show, I think it was. The, what was it, the like... Dude, that one is like so cringy, and it was on YouTube for a long time. It was like <laughs> Scarlet Red. It was jazz, right? Or it, it, was... Was a ja it was like a jazz contemporary dance. And okay, like, yeah. Like, dude, my body is so... I don't want to say old because it's not like I'm old, but it like is so out of like dancer shape. Like I'm not flexible anymore. Like I have two fucked up knee injuries from like roller skating at a concert. Not in that order, but <laughs> not just, in the like, same place. Not or? in this. Not and they're on different legs. One of them is my Mac DeMarco knee. That's my left knee. Mac DeMarco fell, um, or not fell. What? He like <laughs> stage dived into the crowd and like fell directly on top of me, and I kissed him on the cheek. He came to UCSB one time. <laughs> And then um, the other one I just got within the last few months, I was at the roller rink and they make you, there's like, like the person on the microphone will call out like, all right, tandem skating, couples okay, only. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then you like, you, like you and a partner, you have to stay connected. And like, we were going backwards and I was trying, I like, my wheels were not technically rink wheels. So like, they weren't going as fast as my partner's. And I just like literally face planted and Ooh. I busted my fucking knee. God. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Where was that at? Fountain Valley Skate Center. Uh, did you ever go to, uh, what was it, Skate Depot when I it was open? I never went to Skate Depot and it's so sad and so ironic because <laughs> I really like roller skating now and it would have been super convenient for the freaking skate rink to be down the yeah. street. But no, I remember the one time I wanted to go, my mom pulled me and my best friend out of school early so we could go but it was like closed and I think that made sense because <laughs> during like the daytime it's not that's not when open yeah it's probably is. like that's like a when... drug front or something no no why would it be closed during the day because that's when like like professional skaters practice oh actually they didn't I don't know what Skate Depot is like, but Fountain Valley operates during, uh, like, the regular weekday, like, school hours is, like, when they have, like... I guess I didn't know that. Roller derby practice and, like, oh, skate yeah, 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 dance okay. teams and stuff like that. That makes more sense. I was... I was trying to think of anybody famous I knew that does 
that type of skit, you know? Roller skating? Yeah, because you know of, like, Michelle Kwan. She does right. ice skating, you well, know, and a limp. But I feel like I, I couldn't really picture that. So, like, roller skating is a amazing subculture, and there's this skate team called Moxie. Moxie skate team. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Was that the one you did? You you've done something for them or? No, I've never. No, I'm not a good enough skater. <laughs> They're like, uh, okay, so the Moxie girls are from Long Beach, and they like have their own line of roller skates, and they like skate in skate parks, and they're like so fucking badass. They like do handstands and like backflips and. Oh, that's cool. Like they, um, like really like they're really integrated into the Long Beach community. And, like, they host, like, skates around Long Beach, like, group, giant group skates around Long Beach. Um, but they, like, there's, like, Moxie skate team members that are, like, ambassadors, like, around the world. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think roller skating is, like, coming back. <clears throat> and it's cool. single-handedly because of the Moxie skate team. Shots out. Shots, I'm not a part shots. of that team. <laughs> I wish. They're my idols, though. I only went to Skate Depot literally probably one time. Well, it's one more one time or, than I did. One or two. But it's one of those things that so weird when you do something like that where you're not really comfortable and you just try it and you're like 18, you know, because I was probably like 18 or 19 when I did it and I was just so horrible at it. And I just thought, why am I like, why am I here? Like it was some part of graduation party or something. But in my mind, I was just like. I'm just gonna go sit down, you know? It's, like, one of those things... Well, that's, like, the the learning curve. Or that's, like, the learning yeah. curve in practice. <laughs> and it's, like, something... You can be, like, just good enough at something to want to keep doing it. Yeah. Or that same amount of good could be how not good you are at it. So then you want to quit. <laughs> and I get it. But did you ever go ice skating? Oh, at... I've never been. Oh, my God, no. Okay, because I, I know, like... I mean, I didn't That's live here. That's one for sure. I'm like, no. I didn't live here there. when the ice rink was popular. Mm -hmm. But, like, I remember Connor telling me about, like... Yeah, people would go. People in middle school would go. So, like, <laughs> they would, like, turn the lights off and, like, they would have, like, disco lights. It'd be, like the, like, the same thing as, like, the roller rink. And, like, have, like, disco lights and music on and people would, like, ice skate around the skate rink. But, apparently, you didn't do that. I don't know what you were doing, but... Not ice skating. That sounds dangerous. I like skating. I like not for skating. people in general, but just 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 for, for me. you. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, cool. So that's that's one thing. So what's so what's going on with your? Because you said you were gonna you were gonna do the music video for. <sighs> okay, so my wonderful, fantastic. I wish I. Oh my god, that song is so good. Uh, from the second I heard it, should I, I do. Should I play? Do you have some on your? I have it on my phone. Oh. Here's a sample of it. it I heard it and I immediately knew, like, this yeah. could be on a TV show. It could be. It, okay, it well. It reminded me of, you know, the, I can't even, there's nothing to compare it to. Thank you. I mean, there is, but I can't think of specific, but it's just one of those things where you catch it and you're like, okay. Thank you. This, this, this is something that people, that I imagine seeing. Like on Buzz, you know, but like yeah, okay. Buzzfeed because the, the or... song is called "Don't Talk About My Tits." <laughs> it's extremely forward, and I love the it message too. It's like totally based off of real life experiences, <laughs> very specifically sexual harassment in the workplace, and it is totally like uh, it's a it's a satire song. I yeah. don't know if it's not satire because it's not like 
Well, yeah, it is. There's there are like satirical lyrics in it, but it's like a it's comedy, but it also sounds like it belongs in like a dance club or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll play a little bit of it, but. And it's funny you say that you could see it on like a TV show or something because we're gonna be releasing it through Gal Pals, dude. We have almost oh. four thousand subscribers. God, I feel so bad. I've only seen the first episode. You suck. I need to catch up on that. You suck. I know. Our top viewed video has like sixty nine thousand views, and it just feels like totally unreal because, well, the unreal part is like. I remember all the days that we had to go shoot it, the web series, Gal Pals. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, and, like, we weren't getting paid, but it was an awesome project, and, like, that's just what you do when yeah. you're, like, a young, yeah. when you're a young you artist. Like, you nobody's, nobody's going to pay you to make your content until they've yeah. seen that you're amazing, and yeah. then they sponsor you, which is hopefully the road that we're on, but it was entirely, like, self-funded by the two women who wrote it. And so to see, like, that day that I actually lived in real life and then, like, it being chopped up into this, like, yeah. you know, like, story of these characters that I'm not in real life. I was like, what the heck? So, yeah, so Gal Pals is going to be releasing the song. And, like, I want to find out how to put it on iTunes to make it available for download. But I think it actually costs money to host on, on iTunes. So, sure. but I want it to be, like, I want to copyright it because I know it's good. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> should. I know it can't be... There's got to be a way. You should look into... I, I know... I know Bandcamp. I think Bandcamp is, camp is probably yeah. going to be the but easiest way. But I know way. there have been people that I have seen post on iTunes. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a difference between the iTunes where you buy the song and the iTunes, like, Apple Music. Oh. I wonder if there is a difference in, in how hard each one is, but... I've seen people where I go, yeah. oh, okay, you know, it it there ha it can't be. Th I, I don't, don't want to say that hard because obviously it has. I to don't be think it's about difficulty. I think it's about accessibility and yeah. like the ropes that you have to jump through to get it there. Probably. Because yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so like that's something that I want to do with the song, but I'll play a snippet of it. Hang on, <sighs> wait. Okay, wait. I'm so excited. I'm not actually sure if I've ever... You've listened to the whole thing. I've sat you down and forced you to listen to it. But was that the finished product? Because I know you showed yeah. it to me on your computer, and then I heard it. you perform oh. it at... Yeah, that's the finished product. Oh, okay. Let's see. I think it's right about here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm so excited. You have to send this to me. I need to listen to this hey, regularly. Boys. Don't talk about my tits. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't talk about your balls. Wow, they're so distracting. No, that's fucking weird. I demand the same respect. Where at work did you forget? That's called sexual harassment. Okay, so that's God, all. That's, that's all amazing. that I can reveal for now until it ex officially exists on the internet. Yeah. Because I'm fully convinced that this is this is my ticket into um, being paid for what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Could <laughs> well be. It's hard to um, know that there are artists getting paid <laughs> to make work. And then you're just like, I want to do that. I can put in the time and effort. I swear. 
I just, <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to this. It's so annoying, but I just, today I was listening to <laughs> the Joey Diaz podcast. Uh-huh. I'm like, constant, that's all I talk about now is just Joey, Joey Diaz and uh, You're into it. Joe Rogan. It's, a, um, it's your life. I do other things as well. I watch a lot of movies. and Did I, I ever I'm, give you back another earth? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. I was just talking about that the other day too. That I didn't give it back? No, about that movie to someone else telling them about it. Another Earth. I always try to get my friends to watch it and I never want to. Have you, okay, have you seen I Origins? Have you seen that one? No, no, I didn't, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, that one. (sighs) Amazing. So, it's the same director and same, one of the, the main girl that plays in Another Earth is in this one as well, I Origins. Did I see it or am I just remembering the trailer? I you probably I saw the trailer. trailer but, but that's not the same one. I'm thinking of Lucy. N- no, I, but I didn't see that either, so it doesn't matter. Lucy was another weird... I saw that in theaters and it had this ending like 30 minute scene that was ridiculous. It was unexplainable. You can spoil it for me because... It, I can't even really begin to it was just her like she comes to become one with her brain or use 100 percent or something and then at that point what does that mean uh, i don't know sample rate recognize check conflict between garage brand extra otherwise oh okay that's weird is it still reading it oh yeah okay um so she's using 100 percent of her brain. yeah so she's using 100 percent, and then all of a sudden she just goes back in time and is it with the dinosaurs and then goes forward in time but so she's sitting in... percent of her brain meant that she could time she travel? Could, yeah, like travel through time but the scene was really, really just overdone and she was in this chair the whole time and then she starts melding with a computer and then like turning black and it, it was... It was like 25... It was at least a 20 minute scene and it was the ending of that movie and i just remember exiting the theater going what did i just watch i had cool. kind of wanted to see it but then like it was cool people on my timeline were like why are they making a movie about lucy like you know the first uh what what are they called hom hominoids hominoids right yeah oh was that her name no that's what they call like remember lucy yeah okay if you are missing that part of the movie and I didn't even see it, and I know what I'm talking about. Lucy, the first, like, bipedal, upright man. Oh. It's not a man, because Lucy was, was actually a woman. Yeah, the skeleton of the first, like, hominoid. I think that's what they're called. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, when they teach you evolution in school? I mean, I'm not denying that that's a thing. I'm just, I probably forgot about it. Okay. It sounds familiar, okay. though. So, I think... Lucy was the first, or, like, the earliest version of man. Except it was a woman. I'm going to keep emphasizing that. So she was the earliest um, female skeleton of a hominoid. That's what they're called or whatever, right? Anyways. And they found her in Africa, but they had Scarlett Johansson playing Lucy, this person who's, like, realizing how to use the full capacity of her mind. And it was just kind of like, how are you going to cast a white actress and name her Lucy when you know that the first skeleton was found in Africa? But was... There are no white people. 
But was that, was she supposed to be that skeleton? Is that why they... No, but that's where, like, the name came from, because it was about her mind evolving. How do I know more about oh, this movie I haven't seen? Oh, I see. I didn't get that. I, I didn't, like, make that connection. Anyway. We can go on. Any, well, <laughs> that movie isn't it. I shouldn't even talked about that movie that much. Yeah, you talked about that movie instead of talking about Eye Origins. Eye Origins is way better. You should watch Eye Origins and not Lucy. Dude, Eye Origins was... I, one of my all-time favorite movies. And the thing I like about it is that Another Earth, you watch Another Earth, you see the style, you see the low-budgetness of it, right? Because yeah. it's very low-budget, but it's well done. Um, then you watch I Origins, same director, same, you know, probably same people that worked on it or whatever. Yeah. You could tell that the people that people saw another earth and went wow this guy's amazing let's you know let's Give support him, him and so this i origins obviously has a way bigger budget and it's way better done not that the first one wasn't but you could just tell the, the they had quality. more to work with yeah and it oh my god it is amazing okay maybe i'll watch i origins um what was, where did we start from that though when we i another oh because he said another earth yeah, and you man. said you watch you said okay you were going to talk about the podcast you're about and then I said, because that's all you do, and then you said, yeah. I don't no, I watch movies. what I was going to talk about originally. That's okay. I'm All that's on my mind, because it, it kind of sounded like, all that's on your mind is the, what's his name? What's his podcast? Oh, uh, Joey Diaz and Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah, okay, so Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan. They there was something that he had said in there that I was going to bring up, but I forgot what it was. Well, all that's on my mind is Twin Peaks, because Twin Peaks The Return just finished, and I'm like, okay... Who am I? What's my purpose? What am I afraid of? And also, I should probably start viewing movies and television by directors because yeah. having like spent so such close time with David Lynch, like because I started watching the original one all summer, and then like The Return came back on, um, and I've seen like his other movies like here and there, but like I really want to watch like. Yeah, a bunch no, of the same, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff from like the same director. So then I like can understand like what I really do like from an artist or like yeah. the type of movies that I like because David Lynch movies are or television is not the same as like a lot of other That's directors. True. Um, the one that I got into that I really liked their style too was uh, Fargo and that's uh, Coen Brothers. Oh yeah. And so I saw this one movie by them and it was Hail Caesar. Have you seen that one or heard of it? No. And, but it's basically the same concept that you're talking about. You can very clearly see their style in Fargo and then Co the Hail Caesar. Mm -hmm. You can see how similar it is in just the way it's portrayed and the way it's kind of ridiculous yeah. and like what? Yeah. There's someone else too that I noticed that, but but yeah, Coen Brothers was one that I really like. I like their style. It's very weird. I think there's something Hard to be to... said for directors or musicians or whatever artists that like don't that they're continuing to like really make art for themselves. Yeah. You know? Because and I think like okay, so you and I before we started recording, we sat here talking about like what it was you were trying to do with this podcast and like I don't feel like I'm actively trying to convince you otherwise of like what you should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But it seems like like you are convicted in like 
your vision and I think that's really admirable and like you are the same way like with your photography and your filmmaking too it's like not you don't feel limited by the viewer you're just doing it to get like the best version of whatever's going on in your brain out and like as I think for me that is something that I think about a lot in making my art is like how is this going to read to the people who watch it but sometimes like I like it prevents me from like releasing something yeah or sharing something not releasing something but like sharing something because we were lucky enough to live in the internet age where <clears throat> everybody can be a writer director musician whatever but it's like you have to have the guts to put it online yeah um that kind of goes in line with also I mean, there's a certain point where you get feedback from the audience, but I feel like also there is something to be said for people that do art and that could be anything for an audience that they choose. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like they're making something, they want to make the best something for a specific audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and not valid. specifically, you know, looking for feedback, but not necessarily reacting to you know, the negatives so much. Because right. I think that's what holds a lot of people back is how is this going to be perceived or how is this going to look or what, you know, what if people don't like it or I feel like maybe someone's going to, you know, say this about it. But if you're making it for that specific, you know, if if you're constantly focusing on that, I think it just draws back. You just constantly think about that and then you tailor it to, you know, what you think people are going to accept, what you think they're going to talk about instead of just saying, no, I've already chosen, I already know who's following me. I already know the people that I want this to go to, you know? Right. That, I don't know if that. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's like you already know what, yeah, you, who your audience is. I guess for me, so much of what prevents me from wanting to share the things that I create is, and it's, this is dumb because it's not like I have an audience, <laughs> but like, I want everything to be really polished. Uh-huh. I, and like the technical thing <clears throat> and like, so, okay. So this, the music video that we never even got to talking about, I was just like, here's the song. Okay. So <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's what we were talking about. Okay. So we'll this music, this music video, it's a, it's a song that I made on GarageBand. So I'm like using Apple loops and mm -hmm. like recording this in my garage like it's not top quality and it doesn't sound mastered it doesn't sound it's it's like it sounds fine yeah but it doesn't sound like something that you would hear the quality of audio that you would hear or like on the radio yeah so for a long time I was like I don't want to put this on the internet because this isn't the best this could be better if it just sounded shinier yeah yeah, yeah but I then understand. I'm and then there was also a part of me that was like this doesn't go on the internet by itself. It goes on the internet with a visual story, which is this music video that I want to do, that I was going to do, and we were going to shoot it tomorrow on September 7th, 2017, but there were plumbing issues. It was like this really awesome, like old break room at the underneath a Bank of America. And like for some reason, somebody was able to like lease it out to us, or not lease it out to us, but they had a lease there and then they like they rented it out to other yeah. people. For like shoot for like filming and other shit, and so yeah, the bathrooms broke, 
and now we can't do that tomorrow. But anyways, so I was saying I didn't think the song was top enough quality. So then I was like, I can't just let this sit on my computer. I'm going to make a visual story that looks as low quality, low fi Mm -hmm. as the song is. So then it like... Yeah, I like it. Like just gels much better. So I think as an artist, you have to compromise with yourself. Because most people who are young artists like don't have the capital or the resources to make the shiny polished thing that they see in their mind yeah. and want to give people. So you got to work with what you got. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's funny. You are, that's one thing I've noticed about you. You're super, everything is very detailed with you. And I feel like that's not necessarily, I feel like there's a balance and I feel like, I mean, some people can get their art out by not like giving a fuck or some people can get their art out by being very, very polished with everything. And I think there's just, I mean, there's no saying that's right yeah. or that's wrong, but well, I do, cause... I I do notice that when, when we do things, you always question everything about it you go well well why why what's the message or what's this what's that and it forces me to go well then I have to like defend myself kind of well yeah because it's your idea like you had the impulse like you want to follow what that idea was but it's just like but I get what you're saying about about wanting it to be polished I mean I think everybody wants everything to be perfect and that's one thing that I think yeah when you say compromise I mean what I I was thinking about this the other day, too. I was talking about how when I do, uh, when I write out, like, scripts or different ideas that I have for, like, uh, movies or short skits or whatever, Mm -hmm. I always think in terms of, can I actually film this? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so okay when really when I'm important. when I'm thinking of where, you know, this, then he's going to go into here, I think, oh, in my mind, I'm picturing a real place or a real, because I feel like a lot of people go, okay, yeah, then they have this idea where it's like, we're going to, you know, we're going to go and the car is going to be on fire and we're going to go. And I'm like, well, how are you going to, how much is it? Can you do this? Can you know, (laughs) is this a real idea that you can actually pull off? Are you going to have to, you know, so I mean, from, from the start, from in high school, when we were doing our like drama final video, you know, it's so mad that it doesn't exist. Like, I got it. I got to figure that out. (sighs) Oh, it was on YouTube, right? I, it it uploads, but then it doesn't. It's so weird. I can't even get it to play on my computer. Like it's the files there and everything. It's the weirdest thing. I gotta, I gotta figure out because it's also on this computer. So maybe I can figure out how to get. I don't know. Figure out how to like share. R.I.P. Phantasmagoria. Okay, crazy story, right? That word. Have you ever seen that word anywhere else? You know, I did in my freshman year of college. Did and you? I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Why is that word coming back to me? Like, and I don't remember what I saw it on. I don't, I can't even yeah. say like, I saw it on TV. Like, it was like, I, do, I just don't remember. But I remember like being in the lobby of my dorm room freshman year. Not my dorm room, but my dorm hall. Yeah. And like seeing it somewhere either on, on like a poster or like on like the ads that they would put on the TV for the school and I was like, Phantasmagoria? What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so so the, the that girl Brie that I was talking about that we did the, yeah. the podcast the other day um, posted to her Snapchat this, this story that just said, 
Phantasmagoria, I love this song, or something like that. And I was like, what? That's funny. I've ne literally never seen that word since high school, and then I've seen it on our Snapchat, and so we kind of talked about that, how like it's weird how these little things pop up here and there. I think that's called synchronicity. Um, ah, that's what it's you, like, you have a name for it. I've um, heard of that, though, synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, it's like the phenomenon... And I could be so wrong and I could sound like a dumbass, but we can Wikipedia it. I think it's the phenomenon of when you start thinking of something and you start to see it all over. That, okay, I know what you're talking about, but that's definitely not what this was. This, this, because I ha I mean, if, if I've ever seen that word anywhere, I would have immediately recognized it and I never have. But this is when you, like, for example, someone says, oh, you know, 11-11, that's uh, your, you know... They say like eleven eleven or or three eleven. For example, my birthday is yeah. March eleventh, three eleven. So um, my friend who who told me about these like the number and the power of numbers yeah. and stuff numerology. like that. Yeah, some, something I like that. I love numerology. Anyway, after you told me that, I notice now every single time my phone three eleven, like I'll I'll take my phone out, check, and I'll be like oh three eleven. But it it totally is just that I'm noticing that because it's that number. So if I were to tell you, oh, you know. 415 is a really powerful number i'm sure you know yeah you'd start noticing that number like every day when you check your phone or you'd see something you'd be like 415 you know yeah. it's just because it's in your mind okay so i want to say two things first the definition of synchronicity okay synchronicity is a concept first introduced by analytical psychologist carl jung which holds that events are meaningful coincidences if they occur with no causal relationship yet seem to be meaningfully related. So that's kind so of... So that is yeah, then... it's kind of that. But the second thing is, that's not... Well, so it could be synchronicity, which is like, okay, a psychological... Yeah, like... But that's phenomenon. talking about, like, what it really is. Exactly. But what, what is it... So I'm going to talk about something a little more, like, metaphysical and, like, grounded in, like, the spiritual realm. But I've read that, like, numbers, like... 11-11 or 3-11, yeah. something that is, like, meaningful to you. Or when you see, like, um, numbers repeating in a row, essentially. Numbers repeating in a row. Um, it's, like, your angels talking to you. Like, uh -huh. reminding you, like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm here. Yeah. Or, like, um, just, yeah, like, this, like the spirits of the universe saying, like, hi. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Nothing that's, else. That's, that's all I got. What's up? So that's, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, deep message, but just, like, hey... <laughs> hey with three wives. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that text message. Like, hey. Yeah, that's what three 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 really means. <laughs> hey with three wives. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you should. Okay, so I origins has to, there's some stuff in there okay. about that, so that goes back to that. But so so what is it when? I mean, what's the name for for what I'm talking about then, which is. Like me saying elephant and then you not being able to not think or, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's okay, called I priming. I think that, yeah. Focus. Right? Have you seen that movie, Focus? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm the worst. Like, I'm trying, this is why I'm trying to be better at this. Like, I'm the actor who wants to be an actor <laughs> but refuses this. to, like, watch movies or television. But I've gotten really good at watching TV. Like, okay. I've, like, totally done, like, lots of the things that are on Netflix, lots of the things, because, like, you know original series for, like, Netflix. And yeah, TV, yeah. Like, Netflix. That, like, that's kind of, like, the next level of television consumption. So, like, I've oh, been for sure. really into that. Um, I should probably watch American Horror Story since I came back yesterday. But, ooh, do you know The Sinner? 
Is that a show? Or it's a, a show. Movie? I think on AMC. Never mind. We don't have to talk about it. I only saw one episode, but uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> priming, yeah. Yeah, they use that in that movie focus. Priming? Yeah. It's with Will Smith and he like totally cons people, but they get oh. someone they get someone to like pick the number that they wanted them to pick without sub like without consciously consciously knowing it. So the whole day they were doing little things to him, like they were there was like a billboard that passed him by purposely and it had like that number on it. And then there was another, like there was a song that he listened to and it was this m amount of length and everything throughout his day was that yeah. length to where he got to the point they, they kept betting him and then, and then he kept losing. And so finally he was like frustrated. Will Smith was like, fine, I'll, you know, if you could pick, you know, whatever number, it was like some crazy bet. And the guy was like, oh, for sure. So he tells the girl the number and and it was the number that she had picked, or it was the number he had picked, and so he lost all this money that he had like gotten. Who, so Will, Will Smith, or no, Will guy? Smith gets all the money oh, with that okay. one bet. <laughs> yeah. But what that guy didn't realize was that they had been priming him the whole day to think of that number. Yeah. So when he was looking on the football field, he picked out the guy, and the guy that was wearing the jersey wasn't even the. Fo he was just like their guy, but down there, and he like looks up, and he's like, "What's up?" Like. <gasps> Oh my god! But the guy never, I don't think the guy ever realized it or knew right, it, but right. it was that, that idea of, and they totally talked about it, because cause she, the girl wasn't in on it, and so she asked, like, how the heck did you guys do that? And they're like, oh, it's priming. Yeah. It works. That's how they, oh, like. Oh, wow, that's amazing. That's how they, like, figure out a lot of, like, <coughs> psych tests, like, even the way that, like, the person, like, if you ever, like, participate in, like, a focus group, uh -huh. um, the proctor like say it had something to do with like your emotions or something like that the proctor could treat one participant like oh thank you for coming in like thank you so much for your time like okay you're just gonna respond to this questionnaire and like just let me know when you're done and then i'm gonna give you your gift card at the end but they could take a second participant and be like yeah okay um just go to like that room down there and like um whatever just like let me know when you're done and yeah. then so like just like the way that they interacted with them primes them and then the test could be about oh, that's interesting um you know conflict resolution or whatever like <laughs> conflict resolution. or like or like how you like communicate with people whatever it, but that's yeah. like an example of of priming yeah priming's gnarly dude that's interesting that's crazy how there's so many things that our brain does that we don't even realize and once you start really learning about stuff like that it's pretty interesting i like all that stuff that weird you ever heard of liminal spaces Mm, you want to talk about it? I feel like I feel like I've heard the word liminal before. It's just I guess it's the idea or that space of your life that is a transition period, and it feels weird because you're you've left this stage, you're not onto this stage, so you're somewhere in the middle, and it's that kind of unknowingness and that weird feeling of. <laughs> so it's like right now. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so it's like post grad. So post grad, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I, 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 I looked it up because I saw someone post about it, or I, saw, I read about it, but they explained it in the wrong way, or maybe not, but they explained it that it was places that feel weird. For example, like Walmarts, or there was, <laughs> there were weird like grocery stores, and uh, gas stations at night, or like, there were all these specific that places that. that were liminal spaces because we have our brain has no context for them outside of us being in there which was 
an interest it was an interesting idea and concept but can't you say that about all of life like our brain has no concept no but for everything yeah i guess you're right but just that concept of uh, like of like that's what you do when you you shop when you go to Walmart. yeah you, you shop your gas or, when you go to the gas station. and i guess if nobody's in there i think was the idea or there was something i can't remember oh, what it was that saying. makes sense it was like our brain doesn't have a context for i don't know anyway it was it was an interesting idea but i feel like it it wasn't it's definitely wasn't it was like what liminal spaces was i want to look it up yeah because liminal spaces i think refers to a time period in your life whereas the way they were talking about it was an actual space but i really wanted to get more and look more into that type of thing okay so this is like the first thing that comes up on google via therightpractice.com what did you look up liminal i looked up liminal space okay if you feel that you are anxiously floating in between perhaps you are in the liminal space yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess it could be applied. It could be applied to both like a place you are in your life I guess. or a place you are physically. That's cool. That would be like a cool concept album. <laughs> concept album. That could be uh that could be where your song comes out on your concept album Liminal True. Spaces. Scarlet but as Earth. I typed in Liminal Space, like there was also an album that came up. <laughs> I don't know what by So we'd, who, but. we'd be basically um, but yeah, I definitely feel like I'm in a liminal space right now because I, well, actually I feel, I feel better. Last year, right after I graduated, I was like, who the hell am I? Like, where did my glorious college days go? Yeah. Like, it just like the routine was gone and I was like back at home and I had to readjust to my family and unfortunately they had to readjust to me. <laughs> and then, um, not having a job is like the worst feeling in the world. Because it's like you have so much free time and then it's just like, what the hell do I do with this free time? That's so weird. It's that, that feeling, I feel like the first time you feel that is the weirdest coming to terms in life feeling. Because all throughout your life, you've always thought like, I want free time. Summer school is the best. Yeah. Not doing anything is awesome and yeah. just hanging out and chilling. And I just want to do that all the time. Then you get to that point where that happens and you feel the exact opposite where you're, yeah. you're oh like, give my, me something I, why to do. am I not working right now? <laughs> like, yeah. I never thought I would ever feel like that. Yeah. And it's weird because there's like a threshold where you're yeah, there definitely like, is. Woo, like I'm kicking it. I'm relaxing. Like, yeah, I'm like binging Netflix. Once and, a like, week goes by. <laughs> <laughs> once that uh what would be your threat <laughs> i don't know what it'd be for me well okay so like okay a big part of it has to do with like well how much money did you have saved up yeah, to like yeah, dig yeah, around yeah. with because like if you don't have a lot of money like i remember what had happened to me last year was i like probably like graduated with like like five hundred dollars in my bank account which like doesn't sound like a lot but i mean i was making minimum wage and i was a student so like, I'd save $500 for the whole freaking year. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's going to get me to, through the summer. Like, I knew I was going to start substitute teaching once the school year started. But then I was notified that my dumbass was so stoked on graduating and just being like, it's spring quarter senior year. Like, I'm going to, like, turn up and, like, it's going to be fun. I'm taking easy classes that I did not take a full 12 units, which is, like, like a full... Yeah, class load yeah, or whatever yeah. which means that <clears throat> I wasn't supposed to get my full financial aid so like I 
ignored all the messages that they were sending me oh. because I was just like, this is not right. Like, this is an error. Like, I literally, like, oh they, like they kept sending, like, these me these emails at the beginning of the quarter when you, like, select your classes. And, like, the email title says something like, the last day to register for classes is coming up. If you don't have full credits, you're not going to get your financial aid. Like, it's oh, it says it in much more concise words, but yeah. it's like, you're low. Like, you're low on credits. Like, you need to do this shit. It wasn't that I was low on credits, but, like, for the, the, the full class load, I was. So, like, June, the end of June comes around, and I'm like, okay, like, I need to, like, make sure my address is correct for where they mail my diploma. And I have a block on my account, and I can't get my diploma. And if I don't get my diploma, I can't become a substitute teacher because they need proof that yeah. you, like, have a bachelor's degree. And then I wouldn't have any money. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Because I owed them, like, $1,300. And I was like, I have $500 in my bank account. Like, this fucking sucks. And then by the grace of fucking God, I got my deposit, my security deposit back from my room. (laughs) Yes. And I was able to just like pay it all off. But then I was like super salty because I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that security deposit coming in. And had that came in, it would have been like, ooh, like $1,000. Like, to like run around and just blow during the summer. No, it went all to get my stupid-ass diploma. Well. And then I I entered Liminal Space. (laughs) And that was the beginning of Liminal Spaces, a book by Scarlet Red. Have you been reading? Have you read a good book lately? Oh, I've been been taking in so many things. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I just felt like that was a good... Yeah. There's a joke somewhere there, but no. Um... Yeah, so I have, where is it? It's somewhere probably close by. Um, the Icarus Deception is the one that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. It's probably underneath the, like, some of those, that stuff right there. It's fine. So tell me about it. Um, basically, okay, so the, the concept is that, uh, that have you, you know about the, the myth or the legend or whatever of Icarus? where I guess they're gods and they get banished or something like that. They're on this island and the only way to get off is to fly off. So they find, I don't know, feathers or something weird and they glue it to their backs and they try to fly off. But uh, they use like wax and it's a father and son and the father says, be careful, don't fly too close to the sun or else the sun will melt the wax, the wings will fall off and Mm -hmm. you will fall and die. So don't fly too close to the sun. And I guess people have always used that 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 story to teach that you know you don't want to be too confident confident you want too haughty whatever but i guess there's a whole other part of that that story that goes it's just as equally dangerous to fly too low and hit the water so what it talks about is that tons of people have been doing that tons of people have been flying too low and not actually reaching where they could be Mm -hmm. because of the way that society has built uh us to feel safe and to Ooh. feel in our comfort zone yeah. as opposed to what our comfort zone is and what our safety zone is, Ooh. which are two different things. Yeah. And so it talks about how the industrial age basically pri- uh, like primed everybody to be a certain way. So it's like, okay, it, the beginning, you know, you had a boss, you had all these workers, they all did the same thing. And then the next generation kind of worked their way up the ladder. Or there, there's a certain, you know, way things went. And now we're in the connectivity era, which is networking and online social media and all this stuff. And it's changing everything because now people 
are digital marketers or, you know, ad, I don't know, focus groupers and YouTube. And, like, you could literally work from home and still have a whole network of people <coughs> exactly. that you call, like, your coworkers. So, so the whole, the, so that's part of it, but it basically talks about us viewing whatever we do and, and seeing it as art. So just because you're not an artist or just because somebody isn't an artist doesn't mean that they can't apply art to what they're doing in work. Um, and it's just basically, it, that's like one part of it, but it talks a lot about that whole idea of, of not being, you know, so safe and not feeling so comforted by doing the same thing and having the boss and, it's so it just is it, every single point that it hits i'm just like oh yes yes nice. yes because it it is just so much of 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 that idea of breaking rules isn't bad you know br you know breaking out of this mold that everyone's going you know no you gotta you know you can't do that you gotta you know yeah you gotta work like this and answer to your boss and your boss uses fear to make you you know feel ashamed of standing out so you don't stand out you know yeah and when you when you want to speak out, you don't really speak out, so you just kind of fly low. Yeah, fly you know? low, too so, close to the water. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been I've been reading that book like pretty much every night, and it's really good. Nice. So that's a good one. That's um, not, yeah. That's well, you're like gonna have to let me borrow it. Yeah, yeah. So I got that one. The War of Art is another one that I, I've read a little bit of, and a lot of people like it. Um, it's kind of the same the same concept, and it's funny because this guy actually talks about that book in his. Oh, book. that's cool. And he says that he's like one of the things that me and Stephen Pressfield, the author of that book, disagree about is the name of the book because he calls it the War of Art. And he says that <clears throat> there shouldn't be a War of Art. He says, you know, he, because he talks about in the War of Art that when you feel resistance, that's where you point yourself to. So, you know. Uh, I can't like make this song because it has to be perfect or I can't so you I go in the direction so you resistance. go wait a minute what is this resistance to this telling me yeah you know and so it's pointing you you know using what your brain is telling you to kind of point you and and, and tell you things and listening to that yeah. a little bit more than people don't ever do you know but he he says in his book that I guess there isn't a war of art he's saying that 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 you never win you just learn to to accept that resistance or like a marriage of there it's like a subtle difference that he talks about that I liked what he said mm -hmm. so I'm interested now to finish that one and then go on to that one and see the yeah like how it correlates a little bit so it's pretty cool nice yeah that one's good that one's good I like that book nice dude I'm it's super into like it. <laughs> it's so crazy being a sub and so like I go in and be like okay like time for you to read like any grade yeah. <laughs> and there's so many kids who just like don't want to read and I get it, it's not interesting, but then, like, you're not reading a novel. You're reading, like, a non-fiction book about, like, concepts about the human mind and reality mm -hmm. and how art plays into it and things that you're interested in. And it's, like, it makes me so sad because I wonder if there's going to be a time in this, like, young person's life where they realize the power of reading yeah. and then they realize the power of being able to read non-fiction. Because, like, to hear somebody else talk about their ideas, their philosophy on something, like, can bring a lot of peace. In the same way that novels can. But I feel like novels, for the most part, for a lot of people, are really easy to consume. Because it's a story. Yeah. And, like, as humans, like... Yeah, there's a lot of books over we've there. We've always like... been listening to stories, but... Yeah, so... 
I gotta get my library card renewed. <clears throat> um, funny story. So I go in to a, like, and I was like, I, I was like, I want my library card with like me as a fifteen year old on it. Like I'm just gonna go get it renewed. Yeah. And I knew that I had some fines. I fucking knew because oh. like, I like because like there was like a reason why I had I had it yeah. back to the library, and so I go to renew it. Excuse me, I keep burping because I keep eating because I'm. Yeah, but you're ASMR eating like freak. you're eating fruit, so I don't know if that's such a bad thing. I I don't know. There's gas in fruit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so go to the library, and I'm like, yo, hook me up with this library card. Hook me up with this dank library card. <laughs> <laughs> literally, oh my god, literally what I said. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And so they swipe it. And they're like, you have an outstanding fine of $66. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm not getting a library card today. <laughs> because a book does not cost $66. Like, no. <laughs> And I, okay, like, especially because it's so hot outside right now, I'm like, dang, if I had a library card, I could be on their Wi-Fi in their nice AC'd freaking glass window, yeah. beautiful Cerritos library Oh, structure. yeah. Oh, my God. I love that place. It's like one of the nicest libraries in, like, California, I think. That's what I've heard. I can't be. It's heard. amazing. It's it, really Do you nice remember library. when that thing first opened up? I remember. It I remember, was. Dude, I remember taking walking field trips from elementary school. <laughs> And, like, they would do, like... I think we did, too, yeah. They would do, like, reader's theater type stuff in, like, the children's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, area. And there, it was, like, a little theater. And, like, you would sit there and, like, they would have, like, actors slash librarians, like, act out the story they were telling you. But also, on those field trips, they made you hold a classmate's hand, <laughs> which I fucking hated because, one, I was, like so afraid of boys until I was like in the fifth grade like boys made me feel so uncomfortable <laughs> and two I have sweaty ass hands so like it would just be like a pool of sweat between like me and whoever was holding my hand and I just like ugh, oh man it was, that, like, horrible it was uh, like social anxiety seriously like, yeah that would make me there was a lot of stuff probably that if I really thought about like in like when I was young that really made me I remember the first like I cried on the first day of high school at Gar, and my mom was like, "You can't fucking do this. Like, you <laughs> are fifteen. Like, you have like your cousins go to school with you. Like, you can hang out with them. Like, why are you crying?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just like I I don't know why. I just I, I like I and okay. So this then, wasn't Gar though, right? No, this was Gar. This who's, was your, Gar. who's cousins? Um, Rachel Garcia, Leandra Garcia, Catherine Garcia." Um, Have I ever met them? Technically, like, Crystal Perky is also, like, a cousin of one of my cousins. Like, anyway. By anyway, marriage. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a name drop right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No. But, like, okay, like, I cried on, okay, so that was sophomore year. I cried on the first day of sophomore year. I cried on the first day of freshman year at my previous high school. Okay. Except that was, like, a way more low-key. Like, I waited until I got out of the car, like, did, like, a little sniffle, like, behind my classroom. And, like, you know me. Like, I'm not, like, I don't think I come off as, like, socially anxious. No, yeah. Like, and I'm really friendly, and, like, I want to be, like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, who are you? I'm Scarlett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, dude, like, I remember just, like, it killing me, like, especially, like, at the be very beginning of high school, like, freshman year, for, like, two weeks straight, because I didn't have the same lunch as my friends. Like, we had, mm -hmm. like, two separate lunches. That was how our bell schedule went. Like, I just had, like, intense, like, stomach aches before going to school, because I was, like, I don't have friends, and everybody here 
hates me, except for that wasn't even true. That was just like a thing yeah. I said in my brain. Yeah, it was. I feel like a lot of people have that. Uh, I'm. I'm I'd sure be surprised. Almost everybody, if you know, yeah, has to have gone through that at some point in like their school career. I think probably everybody, but how they outlet it is Different. like is like yeah. there's like that's probably like the spectrum is probably between like crying and then bullying. <laughs> Those are the two ends of the spectrum. So, like, I was very much on the crying end. Oh, I'm, God, I'm glad. <laughs> but somewhere in there, like, like somebody's, like, so socially anxious that they, like, want to pop off on somebody. Folks want to pop off. <laughs> and uh, then they just, like, take it out on, like, their classmates and it's fucked up. Dude, this is fucked up. So, like, my poor sweet brother who is, who's been out, you know, for like the last three years and has been like very confident in his gay identity. Dylan. Dylan yeah. yeah okay. Um, no, Fox is gay. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just want to make sure I had the, the name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dylan. Yeah. Um, he like came home the other day and he was like, dude, somebody fucking spit gum on my shoe and I didn't notice it, but they like did that on purpose. Like, because they're still like picking on him. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know. Like, like I, I okay. Especially cause like, I'm in the classroom, and kids, like, don't give a fuck about what they say in front of the sub, that's for oh sure. So, like, I actually don't, like, like I don't <clears throat> hear too much bullying about being gay as much as I did, like, when I was in school. But it's, like, how the fuck are you just going to, like, put your chewed-up piece of gum onto somebody's shoe? Like, because you are so hateful. Is that just, just one thing? or has that, was that just, like, one thing. That was, like, last week. But is that like a recurrent like? Oh, has he, he been gets getting like he, shit? he he he's like his whole entire like God school like school experience, and I had the same reaction too. I was like, "But you don't ever talk about it," and he's like, "I know, because it's just it's something I'm I'm used to." That's horrible when yeah. when it's like that when it's yeah. I, I'm just used to it now. Like. One time, um, <clears throat> one time he was crossing the street between the gas station and like Sonora's. Okay, I know, yeah, and. Yeah. A car full of baseball boys drove by and started, like, yelling, like, you know, like, gay slurs yeah, yeah, yeah. at him. And I think my sister was with him because then the next day she went to Mr. Perez because he was her driver's ed teacher, the baseball coach. Yeah, 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 And she was like, you know, this incident happened. And he, like, fucking, like, I think the whole team got in trouble. Ooh. Because he's like, who, like, who are you to do that? Like, you can't yeah. be, like hateful to the people you go to school with like that's like you're and in your uniform like you're a representation, yeah, a representation. of us like that's crazy or a representative for us yeah and so yeah he gets shit all the time it's crazy high school's lit yeah <laughs> i don't know is that the right word to use for that situation i, I use lit to describe like anything horribly or amazingly well i yeah i use lit to describe anything that's like really exciting or really horrific yeah i remember i remember there's only a few i was thinking about how there's specific things that stick with us in our life that we remember and how i always wonder why like these little details stick with you so like when you're remembering something and you remember a specific detail that stands out like i remember in in high school i like some kid pushed me and I'll get into this story on yeah. another episode of my podcast as to, like, <laughs> the whole thing. But I remember specifically falling and my chapstick falling out of my pocket and me having to pick it up. 
Like, I, that that's the most clear thing about that whole Whoa. incident was yeah. chapstick, like, falling out of my pocket. And I didn't really, I kind of felt somewhat like, ah, oh, that's the most, like, sissy thing to happen right now <laughs> as I'm trying to act tough. And I have to pick up my chapstick from the ground. I just yeah, remember. Yeah, like, it's like just an added fumble to <laughs> I just the remember... fall you already took. I remember that so clearly, though. Dude. That little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I fell in mud when I was in kindergarten, too. And that, mm. and it's funny. Like, that's one that, that kind of sucks, though. That you remember only a couple things from, like, like kindergarten. I remember that. And yeah. You know, a couple other things. I remember, I, I have a lot of similar moments where it's just, like, those little, like, random things <clears throat> and, like, seeing, okay, especially, okay, so being on the other end of that, being on the other end of kindergarten, like. On the other end of kindergarten. Oh, as a teacher. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, where the, where I really feel the gravity is middle school because middle school was extremely formative for me. I felt like. That was, like, the most emotional journey I went through, like, in my adolescence, like, very much between, like, 11 and 13. After that, it, like, pretty, it calmed down a lot. But um, I just remember, like, kids were the meanest in middle school, and, like, everything that anybody said mattered so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, now, like, baby, basically babysitting them <laughs> when I'm subbing, it's, like, hearing them, like, talk shit to each other. I, like, always want to jump in and be like, do you understand the effect you're having on this person right now? Like, they'll make the, they'll say something about, like, the way a girl, like, ho like, holds her head up. Like, literally, literally, like, holds her head up. Or the way she, like, wears her hair and they'll turn it into, like, a bad thing. And then, like, that's how people be, like, start yeah. having complexes. Oh, my God. It's, that like, is insane. Yeah, it's, like, super weird. It's... Kids are evil. Also, like, like, oh, I could, I could go on, but there has to be. This is one thing too. There has to be. I really wish there was a greater change very quicker in the school system as, like, elementary school, mm -hmm. elementary goes, <clears throat> because I feel like there's so much that is being wasted on kids as far as the way things could be explained. I think some schools are better than others. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean... Are like, you talking about, like, content? Or are you talking content, about the way... The way they teach, the way they learn, what they learn about, you know? Ooh, we could be teaching them... You know what's fucked up? I was in a kindergarten classroom the other day. I already know where this is going. I was in a kindergarten textbook. classroom the other day. No? Well, they don't have textbooks in kindergarten, but... Well, they do, but not the kids. Okay. And they're working on the letter I. Uh -huh. So, like, their worksheet was to cut out the pictures of all of the things that started with I, practice saying the sound. So it was like, igloo, i-i-i-igloo. Um, I can't think of anything else that was on the page because this one was the biggest one. Indian, i-i-Indian. And yeah. it was, like, a Native American indigenous, like, two, like, indigenous-looking people. Like, yeah. as the, the card. Like, don't we know that you don't call indigenous people... Indians because Indians are from India like that but they're still teaching kids that they're still teaching that, kids yeah, like that's... the pilgrims and Indian lie like oh my god it's crazy it's, see that's what I'm talking about though that we we have to be more honest with kids as far as history goes that's just one part of it yeah. as far as history goes the whole Columbus thing and 
pilgrims and because as kids everyone thinks that oh it's so cute and and pilgrims and indians and this and it's a cute thing as a young five-year-old maybe right but people don't realize that at five like they're already forming huge thoughts like they should at least understand like they're not that young and there's also like a way there's always to not understand stuff there's always like a a way to explain the truth at yeah like at a young age at a younger age like yeah you could you could tell them like just the basic fact like Columbus like start off by saying Native Americans yeah yeah, (laughs) start by calling them what they are yeah yeah like yeah no this is like like you could totally could totally be better Um, than what it is yeah but I mean I kind of was thinking about that too when like going back to reading, I mean, in in my elementary school, reading was a huge thing. Like reading logs, I, I don't know. I'm sure every school reading logs and stuff like that. But it was so encouraged to read and and scholastic. Remember I scholastic think, book? Dude, uh, all of that is still the same. Like they but, have scholastics, they have book fairs, they have like reading challenges where it's like if you read all the yeah, books yeah, and collect the stamps, like you get a pizza party or whatever. Like all of that still exists. It's just more like. Like, when you get to the age where, like, you could be reading as a recreational activity. And you don't have to. And or... you don't have to. Especially, and, like, I've, I'm sure hmm. everybody fucking said this, like, when cell phones came out. Or, like, as TV, like, got popular. But, like, kids are just, like, on, like, the internet. But at the same time, like, you read on the internet. Whatever. And, like, okay, technically we're millennials. And, like, people who are born after, like, 2002 aren't. If you didn't know that. They're funny as hell. Like, kids are funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> it's so weird to hear a kid, like, say when they were born, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm nine. Oh, really? Like, how? I was born in 2000, and, and I'm like, what? Dude, that Fox sounds was, so weird. Fox was born in 2005, and he's 12. Oh, God. Also, oh, that's so, so weird. So, <laughs> last year, like, there were a lot of, like, at one of the high schools I worked at, <clears> um, <throat> a lot of posters that said, the future is clear with the class of 2020. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> and I'm just like, the ninth graders. A- the ninth graders are graduating in 2020. Well, uh, last year's ninth graders. Now they're sophomores. That's gonna be a great. Whoever's 2020 class, though, they're gonna have some great puns with the they whole are. hindsight thing. I mean, we had great we puns had- because we thought the end of the world <laughs> yeah. was coming. <laughs> that T-shirt we designed. You know what? Okay. What? Wait, wait, wait. For what remember, t-shirt? remember T-shirt. But I'm just okay. gonna say this. As far as reading goes, I feel like. I was fortunate enough to be one of those kids who enjoyed it enough to mm-hmm. want to read and to want more books. And I was reading, like, you know, at a higher reading level or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was fortunate enough to have that influence that I took to and didn't reject and go, oh, I hate reading. Because mm-hmm. in high school, I still remember, like, grabbing random books and just start reading them. And, yeah. you know, um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, you uh, so in high school, because we were class of 2012. And there was a contest to, to design our class shirts. And me and Connor, I think it was me and Connor, designed this the shirt that said, Class of 2012. No, no, no. It said, The Mayans predicted something big. Gar High School, oh, Class of yeah. 2012. And we, we, like, drew it out, and everyone loved it, and... But no one even knew what the other designs were. They were just like, that's the one. Like, there was a contest for it, right? Right. And I still remember it made me so mad because we, we went into this, like, little meeting or whatever, and they were talking about it and how should it look and blah, was blah, blah. Was it for blah. class cabinet? Probably class cabinet. Yeah. And Mr. Moreau, right, yeah. was in there, and he said, he was like, well, it should be like this. 
And he he said, uh, Gar, uh, uh, Mines predicted something big in 2012, comma, Gar High School class of 2012, or whatever, you know, something big, Gar High... He, but he put a comma in there. And I was like, this is a shirt. This is not... This is not a English class. It's gonna look. This is gonna look weird with just a comma there, like because in my mind I'm thinking design. I'm an you know I think artistically, visually. Also, I get that like it's not grammatically correct according to him, but go ahead. But there was it was written out to where you'd reach you know you one line said this, then you go to the next line and it says this. So so that you know it it was designed so you didn't need a comma, and that made me so mad that he was. But he was like. He was pushing it hard, like, no, there needs to be a comma, like, how are you guys going to make this shirt and be grammatically wrong? And I was like, are you serious right now? This is not that big of a deal. Also, I feel like, because, okay, this is like, totally, I mean, that's totally from my perspective. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, <laughs> to fuel your perspective with the sentiment that, like, uh, the English language should be something, like artistically speaking we should be able to take the english language and like use syntax and like throw out grammar for like artistic purposes uh-huh. like i remember reading this one book in college it was poetry it's called zong and it was about um like the slave trade and they the literally the, the words of the poems were all over the page there was nothing grammatically like you like you like you couldn't say like oh like this is grammatically correct because it was fucking poetry. Yeah. So if you're talking about designing a t-shirt, you should be allowed <laughs> to use an ellipses because it looks better and call your t-shirt poetry. Like you could have said that. Yeah, or not use it was what I was pushing. Oh, just it would be like the minds predicted something big. Gar has good class of 2012. Oh, he so there wanted, was no punctuation. There was no punctuation. He wanted a comma in there somewhere and I said no. And everyone said no because it would just look. So then, weird. did it happen? Did no, it there just... wasn't a comment. We 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 got our way. Oh, okay, that's good. Well, I, and I totally see where he's coming from, but like visually, that would have looked. It would have definitely looked weird, especially with the font. It, it just it would have looked weird, <laughs> like for sure. No one's no one's gonna read that on the shirt. No one was gonna go. Uh, Mine's predicted something big. Gar and then go. That's wrong. There should have been nobody. No. I, Anyway, that's that's what I got. That's, that's what I get funny. mad. <laughs> that's funny as heck. Oh my goodness! But yeah, so so yeah. Wow, and here we are. And here we are. I really, <laughs> I don't know if we have. I really want to get into the talk about the the art installation, um, at the last the da- uh, downtown arts district the arts district the the what neon sign one that we talked about last time oh because the one... i feel like that's a good oh yeah the one that was at hauser and worth okay yeah because raymond my friend raymond yeah, yeah worked there oh okay so that was who was telling you about it then yeah because okay. he like i mean so he, I know, worked, I know, he but... worked at the gallery and so the people who work at the gallery like are like well informed on what the basic history and influence is for the piece because you know, people go up to them and are like, so, like, what's this supposed to be? And they have to know what they're talking about. Yeah. I forget who the artist was, but... Um, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. Neon sign art. Um, but <clears throat> it's... it. I think our, our conversation about that was interesting because... <clears throat> I was coming from a very uh, non-informed like, mm-hmm. non-informed view of it, 
to where all I saw was how other people were, who I think most people were seeing it as, which was, because you walk in and it's just a ton of neon signs, and they're all on the ceiling and they say different things, and that wasn't even the one that I wanted to see. The one I wanted to see was in the other room, but there was a longer line for it, and that uh-huh. was the more popular one. But that was the one that I've seen on Instagram and everybody's posting. I, I can't remember. It was just neon, but I can't. Because there were like two neon rooms, I think. <clears throat> So anyway, yeah, so I saw that one, took pictures, whatever, cool background, cool backdrop, I'm coming from a different place, and then when you explained it, it was interesting to see the, what I totally missed about it, first of all, that it even had, like, a deeper meaning, like, I did not ever... You missed that art had a deeper meaning? (laughs) I feel like it's just, I feel like a lot of people do, though. And that's kind of... You're right. You're right. That's you're kind right. of the I thing about like that. that that piece was that it's so, uh, like, tailored to the social media era of... But that I person know, didn't make that... I know, but... When, so, like, <clears throat> like, I don't even know if that artist is alive any longer. His, like, um estate might have been the people yeah. who like corresponded with the gallery to put it up so but i wonder if the maybe if the gallery even knew oh, like this is gonna be good this is neon i mean Kid, i'm sure they did love this but like you have to think that it came out before like instagram but happened. was it there before it wasn't there before instagram for sure it had been in other museums yeah but not in that place though that's what i'm saying like you mean it in that in LA? section, no, in that specific section, that place has just been built like in the past. Yeah, you're right. Also, years. the arts district, like I feel like, is getting it's really been... revamped right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what you're saying? I'm. I'm yeah, no, and it's to... probably not. It's probably not going to come back for a long time, too. Probably. But I just feel like, for me, we like disagreed a little bit on it because you were talking about how. I forgot what the conversation was. I just remember my critique on it, which I totally stole from my friend, was... Because the first thing I noticed when I walked in... Oh, you're, but you were talking about the other one, too. The but other, they're the same artist. No, I know. Yeah, they're the same artist. And are you, talk, are I'm you talking about, about the one that you had to take your socks off for? That one, yes. But you had said something about the one where it was a, like a white... He's a white guy, right? Yeah, it was a white but guy he went to, to Mexico, to the like the border... And, um, just, like, took, not took, I'm sure he paid for, like, all the types of souvenirs that you can find down there. And he, like, juxtaposed them between, like, the neon lights. Yeah. And the neon lights <coughs> were using Spanish words and, like, like, souvenirs from Mexico. Yeah. And so, and it was, like, this white guy who had the money to create this piece of art that is using other people's, like, art that they are making to like make their livelihood yeah, yeah so like that was like that was what i was talking about and i don't remember anything else well what do you what do you think about because i i remember one thing that we had talked about was separating the artist and the art uh-huh. and that's one thing that i i feel like a lot of art can be viewed without looking at the artist and it should be viewed as the piece alone not all art but i'm saying there are some pieces where you know, you look at the art and it should make the statement without you knowing who the artist is. Um, because that was the whole thing with that 
work was that alone, if you wouldn't have known who that artist was, would you still have made that same conclusion? Well, that was my first question. And maybe who that's you, because yeah, yeah. like cultural appropriation is such like a huge topic in present day. <clears throat> yeah. Like that was my very first question. I didn't even, I couldn't even move past that question in order. Like, yes, I could see that like it was very visually appealing and it was cool to have all these neon signs and stuff like that. Yeah. I could respect that it was like, a good looking set but that was the first thing that was on my mind and I don't think I can discredit his like eye for being able to put two and two together but it's also like wow I wonder what like a Mexican artist could do also I really fucking hope it was Mexico that it was the border that I'm gonna sound like a dumbass (laughs) I don't remember I don't really like care that much about that piece because I know that like Uh, yeah I wasn't really that impressed with it either but I think the thing that I took away from that and then our conversation was that I feel like more people more people need to be more in, inquisitive about stuff like that because not specifically that but just like art in general because there's so much where it's just oh this looks cool and it's gonna make a cool Instagram picture and nobody nobody takes the time to research anything anymore nobody takes the time to really look into anything anymore yeah because it's so just instant you know what looks good this and that and it's done well okay what i have to say about that is there's a podcast (laughs) (laughs) so um uh what's her last name abby jacobson from broad city Uh uh-huh do you watch broad city i don't but i know okay so abby jacobson is one of the comedians on it and she has a podcast called a piece of work Uh where she goes to different museums and like wait 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 a piece of work it's called a piece of work. Actually, maybe I've just downloaded it. It's really anyway, good. It's anyway, really look, good. It's yeah. really good. But um, she, yeah, she talks about art because she actually like went to school for art, and then later in like her young adult life, she like started doing comedy. Yeah. But um, she like breaks it down because like art is intimidating, and it's like you go into a museum and like everybody's quiet and like what is like how, like how do you experience art and everything? At least like that kind of art, like visual art and or fine art so one of the things that like somebody that she had on her podcast like they were talking about they said that like the biggest argument like they get in with their partner (laughs) because they are both like art people or whatever is that one of them like when they enter a gallery will go straight for like the little okay historical placard thing and read that before they even look at the picture and then the other one's just like dude just like take it for what it is And I think that, yes, like, you should be able to do that, and you should, like, practice both. Yeah, I always... Because it's that priming, like, after you read the little snippet. I always read it after. If if I see a painting that I like enough, I'll I'll go up and then read about it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Like, if I see a painting that catches my eye, I'll look at it first, and I'll be like, okay, cool. And then I'll go up and read and, and... Yeah. Yeah. I never read before. But at least you're reading. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. There's so... I feel like... I mean, I could be wrong, but... I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people are, are missing that... That... Look into things and research things and, and find out who this artist is and find out more about this artwork and... Or... And not even art. Just find out more about this, this thing and this idea or this. Everything's just... People are so distracted, I think, now. I mean, you can just totally some I'm not all saying of everybody. Life. No, but... I know, but you I feel like you can sum up a lot of 
experience into people are just doing it for the gram and it's hard not to like be caught up in that I find myself like I was actually I was talking to somebody the other day about remembering when I had first started college in you know 2012 the fall Uh of 2012 I like snapchat did not exist so when I went out like it yeah, didn't exist no, in it didn't exist in 2012. I literally, are you sure? I'm I'm sure because I used to keep this journal. The journal you gave me, the journal you gave me when I graduated. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Snapchat didn't exist in 2012, and I know this because like I remember like I would write down ideas in the journal or like notes to myself in the journal. And this was freshman year. I'm looking this up real quick. No, I swear. No, like, I, I'm not saying it, you're wrong, but I want to see it, when it just dude. My name on Snapchat is Scarlet. <laughs> And I get friend requested all the time because I'm the only one who has the name Scarlet. Because I oh got it, God, I got it at the very boom, September 2011. Okay, but it was just coming up because I still. Okay, no, no, still. no, no. I just. Okay, anyway, so Snapchat, whatever. So Snapchat came out in 2011. It wasn't a big thing. Though. It wasn't I, a big I totally, thing. I totally, yeah. And so like I because I don't remember it in high school at all. No. no, no, no. Instagram was still barely like gaining momentum. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> to go out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to finish the thing about the journal. I, like, wrote down, I was like, download Snap Text. I thought it was called Snap Text. <laughs> I think you told me about this. <laughs> but anyways. I almost can't believe, I, that's got to be, there's got to be a, I'm going to look that up later. Because it's almost hard to believe that at that time, that was a thing in September 2000. You know, if that, it definitely couldn't have been a thing, like, socially until at least what 2013 i think maybe 20 yeah that maybe that like that will be okay so 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 anyway keep going the beginning of freshman year in september 2012 to when i would go out with my friends to party if i wanted to take pictures i was more inclined to bring my point and shoot camera uh than even take pictures on my phone because i was like the camera quality is not that good and i'm gonna want to upload them from my computer onto Facebook, Facebook yeah. not even thinking about Instagram. Like I never, I never Instagrammed. I didn't understand like the appeal of Instagram. I thought the filters were like kind of weird. And so like, yeah, like Snapchat just didn't exist. And now it's like, I'm out and I'm like, yeah, like, let me just like snap the night. <laughs> yeah. like, and, I, and I'm not so much doing it for like wanting like to put it on my story so people can see. But to put it on my story, so then the next morning, I'm just like, oh my god, like, that was so fucking funny. I'm so glad I, like, got that on my story. Like, Oh, man, that phenomenon is crazy, though. That there was a time people went out and did not have phones Snapchatting. Think about that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, we could go deep into that. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely find it weird that now I save everything. Whereas before there was a time when you had to manually like save it. And so you were less inclined to like save your stories or save certain snaps. Because there was a time where you would snap it. It would go to your story after 24. You couldn't. You had to like manually do it or something. It wasn't as. You had to do it onto your phone. So it saved on your camera. Oh yeah. 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 And so I would do that. But I wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. Like some, I would say the really good ones, or oh, I really want to remember this night, so I'd do this. But a lot was still on my actual camera okay. on my phone. But now with the with the in built in, where you, ch- I'm saving everything. Okay. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna blow your mind right now. So I also have like I, the the moment I realized that existed. Do you remember the one night where it was just maybe Zach was there. Me, you, and Zach went to downtown Fullerton. We went to Matador. And, oh like, yes, we, like, yes. Okay. We, 
Yeah, we okay, started yeah, yeah. really early. So this is like last summer. This is last summer. That feature. That feels a long time ago. Like, was last summer. So we're there at Matador. <laughs> and like, I think we had finished like one of the big jugs yeah, of yeah. beer, which I love. And then like, I was like, come on guys, let's go dance. And it was me, you and Zach dancing <laughs> in that empty ass room. I could show you. I saved, I had that. That's my very first Snapchat that was ever saved. I feel like I was still saving onto my... You're talking about onto the app? I was still saving yeah. probably onto my phone. I read... I remember this snap. <laughs> okay, just, if it would load. But it, yeah, I rented uh, uh, the yeah, whole yeah. place out. <laughs> it's, it's just us room. in the middle yeah. of this, like, dance. Dang, the Wi-Fi does suck. Yeah, it does in here. It's horrible. Yeah, isn't that wow. wild? That's crazy. It's crazy what that... Everything is... Uh, that's a whole nother... That's a... We're just uh, so stuck in... Excuse me. This. Just get sucked in. Sucked in deep. I know. Well, yeah. It's crazy. My boyfriend always is like... Can't wait for them to shut off the internet. <laughs> I wonder when they're going to do that. <laughs> like, like, that's like going to be the apocalyptic thing that happens. Like, that the government shuts off the internet. Uh, uh yeah. Was... Um, People are gonna have to go back to reading. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I fuck you up? No, I just can't remember what I was gonna say. It was definitely along that line. Oh, uh, Black Mirror. <gasps> Black Mirror, my favorite. Have you seen the whole thing? Have you seen? I haven't seen so much of the first season, but I did watch season two. And season did you see two. the one with the girl who's who uh, gets invited to the wedding? And she goes yeah. to give... The oh, and the social... Yeah, yeah. That one blew my mind. That one literally blew... That was I great. fell in love with that episode. Because it says so much that... It's it's like that... I love who... who I gotta look this guy up. Because he definitely is saying things that I want to say as an artist. The director? Yeah. Or the writer? Whoever's writing it. I think he's doing getting he's, I think Those he ideas both. out. And talking about things in our... Like where society is going. Where it could go. Where it already is, kind of, especially, like, you look at that episode and you go, that's crazy, They're, they have a thing in their eye, but everything else is pretty much what we're doing. Yeah. Right? We're faking everything. Yeah. Everybody's faking everything. It, it was all about the followers. It's all about, you know, how... It, and the, the thing that, that... It's crazy. The people, the people that had the higher rating were basically, like, more rich in their society. Yeah. The people that had the higher rating had better jobs, look they looked better, but they they were portrayed as rich, like wealthy people. Well, remember and she couldn't get she couldn't, she couldn't get a car. She couldn't get a car. She couldn't get the apartment she wanted at yeah, the she had at a, the lower price because her rating wasn't high enough. So, they were like, "Oh, like if you get bumped up to a 4.8, then <laughs> you like qualify for the discount." And so she's like, "Okay." And then she goes and she seeks out a counselor. Yeah, the guy to help her. A social media. <laughs> social media marketer. marketer. Yeah, fuck that shit. An influencer. Oh my god. I saw a post the other day that said, I remember when uh, influencers used to be called narcissists. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Um, Dude. Yeah, that episode just blew my mind. All, all of the episodes. I influencers are like a crazy concept. Okay, so for a long time I could not wrap my mind around well I still can't wrap my mind around why anybody would want to be a YouTuber 
I kind of get why people. And I'm talking about like the people who are like doing challenges and like. Oh, that stuff that kind of bugs the crap out of okay. me. Okay, so great, you're gonna love where I'm going with this story. <laughs> so like, as like promotional content for Gal Pals, like we shot a bunch of like stuff like that, mm-hmm. which seems to make a little more sense because it's like, all right, you already watch these shows where all these characters are like, all these people are playing characters. Like, here get to know them a little better. Yeah. In this yeah, yeah. like you know traditional YouTube setting, that shit is fucking exhausting. Like to be, and I mean, yeah, we shot a bunch of videos all in the same day. But that's what YouTubers do because they have to have, like, a regular life. Yeah. They, like, you know, queue up their videos and then, like, throw, put them out. So, like, um, I imagine that they're spending, like, whole days at a time filming, like, many videos at yeah. once. It's so fucking tiring in a way that, like, regular acting is not. Like, to just be on and, like... Because, like, everybody acts different when they're in front of the camera when they're, like, being themselves. And I'm just, like, I, I, it just further <clears throat> makes me think, like, I don't know how people can do that or yeah. would have the desire to do that because it's fucking exhausting and it's lonely. Like, I was lucky because there was, like, another person on the other side of the camera, like, recording me and, like, my scene partner. Yeah. But it was, like, you're, tra- like, you're, you know, you're hopefully being yourself and being funny and being entertaining so then it's like, what, are you, what about the YouTubers who don't have anybody on the other side of the camera? And they're doing all of that to just that camera. Yeah. That blows my mind. <laughs> That's crazy. We live in a crazy world. We do. Gal pals, huh? Gal pals. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I think we, I think we did You we think did we, we hit them all up? I think we hit. We, we lit. It's lit. Is that the right term? We lit. It's lit. Fantastic. Well, uh, everyone should go watch Gal Pals. I need to. You do. Also, follow Scarlet Red. On that Instagram. Shout out the Red family. Shout out to the whole dang Red family. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be so awesome. Scarlet Red, episode whatever this is. We out.